No Directions Gen Con 2019 seminar coverage is brought to you by Roll for Combat's new Fall of Plaguestone Pathfinder 2e actual play podcast. Featuring Stephen Glicker, Jason McDonald, Rob Tremarco, and No Directions own Lauren Sig and Vanessa Hoskins. Find it and other Pathfinder and Starfinder podcasts, interviews, and reviews at RollForCombat.com. No Direction presents our Gen Con 2019 seminar coverage in partnership with Paizo. We'd like to thank our seminar team, Lauren Sieg, James Ballad, Vanessa Hoskins, and me, Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param. We'd also like to thank Peyton Smith from Paizo for helping getting this produced. This content and more great seminar coverage, as well as Pathfinder and Starfinder content, is available at NoDirectionPodcast.com. Hi there, everyone. This is uh, the Writing for Starfinder panel, and we're going to uh, give you some tips and tricks on uh, what, we, what we might, uh, you might be expected to write for us and how you might get to do that uh, thing that everyone wants to maybe do. Um, and then we'll take some Q&A uh, later on and hope maybe some from some Twitch. I uh, will get the introductions out of the way. I'm Jason Keeley. I'm a developer for Starfinder, working primarily on the Starfinder Adventure Path, and to my right. Uh, I'm Joe Pacini. I'm the lead designer for Starfinder. And this way... I'm Lou Pelazar. I'm an editor at Paizo, and I work on Starfinder sometimes. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Thurston Hillman, and I am the Starfinder Society developer. And we've all freelanced for Paizo. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's yes. true. And probably oh, I'm doing yeah. some freelance for Paizo right, right now, now. <laughs> as, uh, as we speak. That's what I'm writing right here. <laughs> Getting that out of the way, you know, these lull moments during the column. I don't have much to do. <laughs> Save your, save your writing for Gen Con. Save your writing for when you're not at That's home. how you should do it. Yeah, yeah that's the best thing to do with a con. Tip number one. Tip, tip, tip. number one. <laughs> um, so um, I think we could start by just sort of talking about like what what it's like to, to when you write for Paizo and Starfinder um, and what you uh, might be expected of you and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, does that sound good? That sounds great. Okay, thank you, Joe. I'm in awe here. This is a consensus panel. I'm yes. sure I get everyone's opinion and everything. So, um, in general, uh, what it's like to write for us is that once you have uh, gotten through the, all the rig and roll, which we'll get through it about sort of like getting in contact with us, and, and once you have an assignment, you have the assignment that we give you. We're not going to be asking you for pitches for specific things. Like, you don't come to us with, like, I want to write an, uh, an adventure that's set in X, Y, and Z. No. We will be uh, uh, giving you what uh, we want from you. We'll mainly be giving you uh, an outline. And now that outline will have some room for your creative freedom in it, of course, uh, in terms of, like, we want X number of feats or spells and, uh, you know, maybe pitches some ideas. Or generally often when I'm assigning stuff for uh, Monster, uh, the back of the Alien Archives, I'm like, I'm not sure. What, i got to fill seven spots and I need four them for the adventure, but I don't know what to do with the other three. And I'll, you know, I'll be talking to my authors and my freelancers and be like, well, you know, what do you got? I want something that's around CR this, and maybe it's either you know big or small or something like that. It has this kind of theme, uh, and I take pitches and uh, uh, I pick out the ones I like and say, yeah, write that. Give me five hundred words on that. Uh, but in general, uh, uh, you write what we tell you. God darn it. Uh, <laughs> or else. Or else, indeed. Um, and no, indeed, that's important to, to, to keep in mind that uh, uh, we have uh, pretty regimented books in terms of what we would know, what fits where, and we calculate out word count and that sort of thing. So if you go way under a word count or go way over a word count um, or just basically write a bunch of stuff that we don't think is usable, we've got to fix that. And that takes our time and it takes us off and you might never hear from us again. Let's, let's <laughs> talk really quickly about word count. Uh, what, yes. For, for y'all, uh, what's an acceptable over or under 
for you? Because I get that question fairly regularly. Yeah. And for me personally, it's 10% or so is not mm -hmm. a big deal um, any more than that. And you really want, and it depends on the length. I mean, 10% yeah. of a 30,000 word project is significant. Uh, yeah, that's, that would that's not too many that. words yeah, short, yeah. Exactly. But something shorter. Uh, and, you know, over can be just as bad as under, because like you were saying, having to cut things can take just as much time as having mm -hmm. to fill. So, right. uh, especially if you have lots of things to keep in mind, like structure and mixing mm -hmm. and all these other things. So, so what are your thirsty and Jason oh. in terms of developing things? Oh, I'm weird. I'm weird because I work solely in PDFs, so I don't have to <laughs> copy fit these things. But I, I will say that 10% is about where I tend to tend to look at assignments. Now, sometimes I will have authors, for example, if you've ever seen one of our big interactive specials, oftentimes we will assign those things and the author will come back and be like, so about this word count, uh, can I go like several thousand words over because this thing is a spiraling behemoth and we go, yes, because we're doing kind of best guess on it. Now, that's very different for the type of uh, assignments that I assign because again, they're all PDFs. We, we don't have to worry quite as much of like hitting exact page counts. But when you are submitting, as a freelancer, I always aim for around 5% is kind of my ideal yeah. goal. Yeah, Especially on the big things. Anything that's yeah. over 10,000 words, less than 10%, yeah. you know, you want to be about the 3 to 5% over under there. Because uh, in that case, if you're, if you're curious on numbers, uh, like in a 10,000 word assignment, if you're 10% over, that can easily equate to two additional pages mm. of content that... How do we do we take <laughs> something else out? Do exactly. we and and everything you will have written of will be fantastic. So it will be very difficult for us to cut it down to the word count we need to do. No one laughed at that. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you were serious. No, no, I was being one hundred percent serious. Of course. Of I was course, like, oh, that's very course. nice. Let's, let's rewind. We, you know, we talked about. Right in yeah. How, how do you end up with an assignment? That Indeed. Out? Yes. Um, how do you do that? Um, uh, uh, you want to essentially. You want to. Um, what happens is uh, you might contact one of us. Uh, uh, by email. Right? Very mysterious. So. Very mysterious. You might uh, get out your Could be, Who knows? Uh, you can send a panel. Maybe something happens, you get a phone call, you wake up in the middle of the night. Um, so, uh, I am very punchy right now. Um, uh, uh, send us an email, right? Uh, 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 send, us, send us an email. Uh, let us know the kinds of things you'd like to write. Are you into narrative? Do you like rules content more? Um, uh, are you just, uh, you know, looking to write a bunch about uh, planar stuff? For, for instance, um, if you want to get that specific. Um, we'll let you know if we have, uh, oh, and tell us what your experience is. Mm. We need to know what you've done. If you have a CV or a portfolio or some things you can link to uh, that we can read, all the better. If you want to send us a sample of something that's already been, you know, sort of laid out, maybe edited, that's great. Caveat. Perfect. Caveat on that. Yeah. Mm. Published material, please. Yeah. We cannot take anything that is unsolicited sent to us. This goes back to a previous point that Jason made, which is if you try to send us a, I've got this great scenario pitch, or I've written a 500-page campaign setting, here's my writing quality, we, for multiple reasons, one of them being a legal reason, we cannot read that because if we were to read that and rejected that suggestion or offer, but something, maybe another one of our coworkers used a similar idea, we would open ourselves up to liability. So what we tend to look for is things that are published in an existing um, format. And that can be just, you got a blog spot and you put it online and th there it is, or something like Wayfinder or any of our third party publishers, there's a lot of different stuff. 
Yeah, that, that's sort of, I guess, another step back. We're going to do this a real French film sort of way where we work backwards. <laughs> it's, not, it's a non-linear seminar. Yeah. Indeed, um, yeah, sort of uh, going to like uh, Wayfinder, which is now currently, uh, I think, still ex accepting submissions for their next Starfinder-themed issue, which is about the diaspora. Uh, and again, it's a great place uh, uh, to go there, and you can read the, uh, some previous issues. Uh, uh, oh, the, uh, I thought you meant the diaspora. <laughs> it seems real great, yeah. Yeah, the diaspora's really great. It's awesome. <laughs> all, all kinds uh, of asteroids. It's a, um, a bunch of weird stuff in it. And, uh, but, um, uh, again, other third parties, you can contact them. We, we like to work with people who have been a little bit established, if possible. Um, uh, it, it doesn't have to be with Starfinder. It can be with other products, uh, other game lines, for instance. Uh, and, but as long as it's, it's proven that uh, you can do the work, turn it in, and it gets made, and, you know, it, uh, it, it looks it, – it's something. We, can, we know we can work with you. Um, there, there are a lot of kinds of experience, too, and mm -hmm. we want to know – which, which kinds you might exactly. have. So what's your experience with Starfinder? You know, why are you talking to us? Is it, are you talking to everyone who ever published anything? Uh, just <laughs> shotgunning it and hoping for the best? That could work if you have mm -hmm. a bunch of third-party experience. Uh, do you have experience with third parties uh, that are publishing Starfinder or other stuff? You know, Pathfinder is a related system, first edition and yeah. even second in some ways. Uh, so that's good to know. Um, I always want to know what people's interest is, if they have any interest in specific parts of the setting of yeah. Starfinder. Um, and then also your just non-RPG interests can be really relevant yeah. too. Like if you're an expert, if your day job is, is working well, I'll call someone out. <laughs> day job is working with lasers. Or uh, we, in organized play, we recently, well, a few months back, uh, assigned a scenario because we had someone who was uh, post-traumatic stress disorder um, was, was somewhat of an expert in that field and came to us and was talking about like how they really wanted to talk about this subject you know with the, the Starfinder Society and you're putting these people through all this like very <laughs> traumatic stuff and I he really wanted to do like a serious portrayal of that and came to us with a great pitch at a convention just like this and that, that was like, yeah, sure, we will try this out because you've given us some credentials, even though it wasn't gaming related, and it mm -hmm. turned out really solid, so. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. I mean, there's a reason that a bunch of the bug-themed things are written by me in Starfinder, so. <laughs> bug lady. <laughs> bug queen. Queen. Bug. Um, and uh, so, indeed, there, you can even, like, uh, if you find something that you, you have and you've written, you're very, very passionate about, and you can't find, say, a third party, uh, uh, publish it yourself. Um, mm. You can go and make a you know make a PDF uh, that that looks good uh, pretty easily. Um, and I think there's stuff like Scrivener or, or uh, fr free stuff that you can find online that you can do layout with. Um, uh, you know, uh, there's you can buy some clip art even uh, that kind of thing. And um, you you know we have the we have the OGL uh, put all that legal text in there. There's you know uh, information about how to do all that. Um, uh, if you want to get into great detail, you can ask one of us later. Uh, but um, do all that, and you can put it on like drive through or something like that, or even I forget if we can still you can still do that on our website or not. But um, uh, <laughs> you can put it on, online. It was, I'm sell and I've sold this, and people are buying it, and it, we we like to hear that. So um, I mean, Luis Loza, one of our I say newer developers, but he's been there a long time now. Only two years. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, he self-published uh, just online a bunch of stuff right, bunch yeah. that, that is totally valid. Like, we, we want to see what you're able to do right. uh, that works. And you, Thirsty, mentioned uh, Blogspot. That's legit. Like, yeah. that's those yeah. words in the world. Yeah. <laughs> as as long as they're, like, public and, hey, we can access them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, sell it or don't sell it. You know, whatever you need, uh, whatever you want to do with it. Um, you know, but get it out there. It's all, a lot of it is about getting out there, doing some of the work, 
showing us that you've done work and then we can trust you with our work that we desperately need to get done because we have so much of it. And that's another kind of experience that's really any kind of deadline uh, oriented stuff. Anytime, anytime you can prove someone needed me to do something in a certain amount of time and I did it even though I could have taken longer and made it better or uh, any time there was a chance that <laughs> uh, I could have dropped the ball and not done it. If you have things you can point to mm -hmm. from any field really yeah, to yeah. say like, yeah, I'm, I'm consistent in doing this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's okay. <laughs> I'll respond to that if you want. <laughs> Please respond. Yes. Uh, being realistic about what you can do also is really important. Oh, God, yeah, um, yeah. We And we try not to put, you know, if we're trying a new author out, we don't give them uh, too much of a huge thing, although there are scenarios for organized play they're pretty hefty, I think, uh, but we do try authors out yeah. on that. Um, there's you can talk more about that, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, but know your own limits. And, and, you know, we do talk to each other at the office, but there are a lot of us and a lot of projects, and it's possible that you might, you know, get something from me, something small from me, and something small from Jason, and then all these things start overlapping, and yeah. then you get overwhelmed. All these projects end up on a, on a person, and they can't take more work. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> but but uh, for real, um, if if I have uh, maybe assigned a few things to someone and I want to maybe assign, uh, later on assign to someone else, like no, I just got this big project from you know the Pathfinder line or something. I don't want to take that on right now. Uh, that you get a million points yeah. at that point, and I'm like, okay, you'll get the next very nice thing <laughs> yeah. that you can take yeah. because you've proven yourself. Or even if it's something like I'm not comfortable writing that, like you know maybe there's some some. Um, Article about a, a particular type of creature. Like, I'm not really in, comfortable writing about that type of creature, um, and that's great. I, I want to hear, you know, your, you know, if you know your limitations, uh, that means I don't have to find them out. Uh, we don't have to find them out accidentally and, and yeah. mess up all of our schedules and whatnot. Totally understandable to feel like, oh, this is my only chance to, you know, yeah. like I have to take anything that I can get, and that I totally get that. Um, and you know, letting people down feels bad too, just in general. Yeah. But yeah, we always talk about like, yeah, and they said no. It's like because <laughs> Whoa. that saves us so much yeah. trouble, so yeah. much time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like the best thing you can say <laughs> right after. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, there will really always can. be more yeah. stuff to work on too. Yes. So always, <laughs> always more stuff. I have I have a folder in my my email that says freelancer interests, where I will go through and grab people who are interested in writing for us. Then I have a second one that's right above that. That's you know has declined, and that is a great folder because it's entirely like, this person declined because they had a very good reason. And usually you'll say, but I can take work at this point again, and yes, you will get work at that point. Because <laughs> you've, you've really shown how you're treating this uh, like it is a job, like it is a professional thing you are doing, and you're saying, no, I am not capable of that. What we end up with a lot of times are people who take on massive assignments and can sink real fast and it causes us way way more problems than uh just like hey i couldn't take that okay that gives us time to find someone who could at that point right and not to undermine like not taking too much stuff but if you like so happen to find yourself being overwhelmed stay in communication with the devs please like it's so much better to know like oops I messed up, <laughs> like, I'm going to be late or something, and, like, actually letting someone know rather than, like, dropping off the face of the planet and then, like, turning something in six months late, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. so we're going back to what we've said a few times here and there. We've talk we talk to each other uh, a lot, uh, uh, probably too much. Um, but um, so, uh, and, and, and if you're in the beginning, in this beginning email phase, I don't have anything for you, but you've got this awesome resume. Uh, but I know that Jill might have something. So I might pass, that, pass your name on to Joe. 
that. Um, and indeed, uh, and it works both ways. If it turns out you're a jerk in some, for some reason, none of you here, of course, um, <laughs> we'll talk to them. This person was kind of a jerk. And then you might, it's not like a, not like an officially blacklisted kind of thing. And, and, and people have different opinions about every, you know, the way people act and that sort of thing. But you know, the word will get around. Um, and then, yeah, and that doesn't really happen that much, honestly. Yeah. Like it's true, yeah. but you know, just like we end up working with really great people, we're pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're pretty lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's true that every everyone who develops text that comes in has preferences. Like some mm -hmm. some person, some people are like totally fine redoing stat blocks all the time. Like this person cannot do stat blocks, but I don't care. I like redoing those, and I can do them quickly. Whereas yeah. other people hate writing to fill flavor. So someone that's consistently like turning in less flavor than they're supposed mm -hmm. to, yeah. it, it's just di more yeah, difficult yeah. to work with them. Or even just like personal communication styles. Nothing like even overtly bad necessarily, but just, you know, like any relationship. It's a working relationship. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people might not, might not want to be contacted by the freelancer every stage of, of writing, you know, every week. Here's an update. Right. And some people might want that. So that's the sort of thing we don't necessarily 100% spread around and, and Blacklist yeah. you because oh I you emailed me three extra times and I liked and now you're never gonna get work again yeah. no that's the sort of it's it's a, it'd be like a big you have to be a big reason like for instance perhaps maybe like you know dropping off the face of the earth for without letting us know uh, you know you, you, we're gonna be a little wary to use you again not necessarily we're never going to but we're gonna be like we're gonna. Have, you know, raise an eyebrow, that sort of thing. Um, and now to move on to, you've got the assignment, hooray! You, you know, you got a contract. Congrats. Um, you know what you're doing, you've got an outline, hopefully, at this point, if your developer isn't uh, asleep at the wheel. Um, and uh, you know what you're doing, you, you, you start writing it. Um, that's great. Um, uh, you know, there are a lot of, and this is getting into, everyone has their own way of writing, right? You might have a, a dedicated space in your home or apartment where you sit down and do the work. You may have a, a word count that you need to hit every day, otherwise you, you don't do it. You may just, oh, I just work for an hour, and what I write that during that hour is what I write during that hour, and maybe I go back later and have to fix that. Um, everyone's got their own way of doing it, and you need to find that out for yourself. If you haven't done any writing before, uh, that's something you need to do. Uh, a lot of people take an outline, uh, uh, write it out, sort of more out, uh, more fleshed out, and then flesh out that outline, and then flesh out that outline until they've basically written the thing. Uh, some people like to do things like create, uh, I'm getting a lot of this by the way uh, from, uh, it happened last month, it was a, a program called RPG Workshop uh, that uh, uh, was started, it, it was mostly people signed up who hadn't done much writing before and it ended up, it was sort of heading out to writing a, um, a 3,500 word one shot for like D&D uh, Adventures League I think. Um, and so, but there was every week there's like, you know, here's some, here's some lessons. It was kind of like an online class. Um, and some of this stuff is, is, is really good. It's like some people might get a big old whiteboard and start drawing up an, a, an outline, a map of some kind, a, a plot map or whatever. Some people might create like soundscapes on the, you know, with, with, with uh, music that influences them or, or inspires them. Um, again, you have to find out what works for you. Um, and that's going to take a little trial and error, uh, I think. Uh, uh, all, a, lot of, a lot of these things I've talked about are resources online about um, uh, figuring, you know, figuring out how, how, how you write how you do the writing of the work. Um, and um, unfortunately, I can't think of any websites, but I'm sure you can find them uh, and uh, uh, figure out what, what you need to do. I've been talking a lot, so please, somebody. In. Um, there, there are other things you can do uh, that come with cautions. Uh, mm -hmm. One is finding a community of writers. Mm -hmm. uh, Freelance Forge like Freelance is Forge. community. Uh, <laughs> we did it. Someone it's here named Kate Baker is uh, someone who's worked with us a lot and is a big part of Freelance Forge in particular, and offered us some cards here. You're free to come up and grab, uh, which is super generous. 
uh, and speaks to that the community that they've built there uh, with and and there are other groups like that too. I know Adam Daigle, our longtime uh, now managing developer on Pathfinder, he he came up in a in a, a writing group that kind of banded together. Um, the the caution that comes with that is you know we have a NDA built into the contracts that we mm. send out, um, and if you talk to us you know and say is it cool if I check. To talk and often you'll be working with people who are on the same on the same project as you, mm -hmm. and so it's totally good and even helpful to talk with them about what you're working on and even have them look at it or whatever. Uh, but you want to clear that with developers first. Yeah. You don't want to break NDAs. And then the other thing that you really have to be careful of is that your work is your work and not um, someone else's. Uh, just not not subcontracting basically, yes. not getting <laughs> someone else to write. It it does happen from time to time, but uh, we don't have too much trouble with that. Yeah. Uh, and we'd like to continue not having to exactly whatever legal ramifications that might have. Yeah, it just gets, them all it gets really messy, and yeah. uh, and it, obviously we can't use someone who basically lied to us. Yeah, right. Right. Took Again. a contract and then had someone else do the writing and represented it as their own. One so. of the big things that would definitely <laughs> most likely get yeah. you backlisted. But again, that's not to say that you know if you know we have a lot of. Uh, uh, people whose spouses are, for instance, mm -hmm. editors by profession. And so yeah. it's like, hey, can you look this over? And, and that's usually totally fine. Yeah, but, exactly, yeah. Um, any other, like tips for the doing the work of writing? Doing the work of writing. So I think for me, every project is different. Every project I have to find the way that I will tackle it best. Mm -hmm. um, some of those it will be in a mad flurry because boy do I have a week to finish that project. <laughs> Bad me. Uh, some of them will be you know, finding, finding a space where you can work. Um, like space I find is really important. I generally can't do freelance from the same computer I do work from anymore. So if I take you freelance, I will go out to a library or a coffee shop and sit and just plug away. And one of the most important things I can say for, for doing freelance, whether it's like medium or big assignments, is just put words down. Like you can move them around, you can shuffle them, you can, but what you don't, what you really want to avoid, and it, it's a trap that's easy to fall into, is staring at the screen for two to three hours and getting a paragraph. And that sounds like really like, how would that happen? But you can get distracted by like researching a lot of things. And research is certainly important, but you really want to get some core ideas down. You want to be able to do things like, hey, I'm going to fill in my stat blocks if you're doing an adventure. You want to be able to um, take, take the outline of something that we have done and really like review products we have done in the mm. past and get that formatting. Luke could probably talk more about our uh, our, our formatting and yes. styles, but that is a uh, that is a thing that I tend to do where I will take an existing you know usually when we send out a file we will send out like a style document that tells you this is everything that you need to know about how to match the formats and styles we require and I'll take that and I'll be like okay temporary header text text just yeah. to fill in areas so I know where I have to go. Okay, in organized play we have sidebars. It's like where in the universe? Okay, make sure I've got that. Because if you get in that that habit, then it's just filling in blanks, which mm -hmm. can be really easy. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. And that that's something you can do too is before you even contact us is look at it, it if you know what our products look like, right? Mm -hmm. If you know what an alien write-up looks like, there's usually a stat block and text about how they live and where they live mm -hmm. and even mm -hmm often a line about how, how much they weigh and how long they are, which helps us make pawns of them later <laughs> and order art that's to scale. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the reasons, yeah. Because uh, so there's just so many things. So, you know, if you, if 
you want to write an alien and show it to us, publish it and show us your published alien, and we see that, it's like, okay, you understand right. some basics of our style, and you've like bolded the right parts of that. Okay. And it's all little bits that can add up to, to us feeling confident that you mm. are ready to take on something like an, an actual assignment. And then if we're doing something in, in a product we have, and you're... You, you maybe don't agree with it. There's probably a reason that we, we have something formatted some way, or there's a reason that, you know, every monster star, every alien starts off with a brief description, including, like, how long it is and how much it weighs. That, that sort of thing, like, when you notice those trends, if you're wondering why it's there, feel free to ask, because we can usually provide some guidance on that, rather than just, this is dumb removed. And then when we get there, we're like, uh, we need this for reasons. And the that, doves are yeah. All, yeah, the doves are all very great, and we'll answer all your questions, <laughs> all your dumb questions <laughs> that I have. <laughs> we will try, definitely try. And uh, one thing I think is universally loved is comments in, oh, in yes. Word files that you're turning over. Anything you're not sure of, anything, especially anything that you, if you're referencing something that exists already, like you say, or uh, referencing like something that was mentioned in a previous book that we made. Put that in a comment. If you're inventing something that is not, like you mentioned, it's a planet that doesn't exist yet, and you're trying to add it to the canon, that's cool, but put it in a comment. Say, this is new. Mm -hmm. I invented this part. Yeah. Uh, right. If you're not sure about a number, just say, I'm not sure about this number. Yeah. Like, easy as that. <laughs> or even if you're referencing obscure canon, that is yeah. like the that's best awesome. for us, because yeah. it's like, oh, okay, you're referencing this thing that is mentioned in one paragraph in one book that maybe has like, a different a different use of a term so it's slightly off from when we would do like a control find for <laughs> it like right, right. things like that can really save us time and that's that that works for anything like small to medium i would say um mm, yeah. bigger questions you want to get in touch mm. uh but we often don't have time to like go you know talk about every single number yes. every single yeah. thing yes, that yes. you might have a question about because there's there's a lot of unknowns when you're writing stuff even Indeed. when we're writing stuff we don't really yeah. know for sure it's going to turn out but that's part part of our job is to develop that text and, yeah. and get it to the final place it needs to be i have a question yeah. oh sorry i didn't sure. mean to cut you off well, um when writing aliens do you find it more useful to leave a comment with the vital stats in there or that's something we should be asking for more often and, and have been i asked in the alien archive 3 outline for people to include that information the vital stats being like how long aliens live and how right. tall they usually are and how much they weigh and stuff like that. So and that's stuff like in the core rulebook we provided those stats for the core uh, species and then uh, in Alien Archive One we didn't add that for our playable species. Right. But then in Alien Archive Two we caught up with that and have been doing it since. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean sometimes you'll notice like hey you're not doing this thing or you do this weird thing. It's like oh yeah uh, whoops. Or you notice some some inconsistencies and stuff we have published in the oh, past. Oh, sure. Because, you're, you know, paying <laughs> you're paying attention. You're paying attention better than us. And, uh, you know, we are a bunch of people who, are not, not, you know, make, uh, make, our, make our own mistakes and oh, sometimes yeah. do stuff on, you know, mm -hmm. on our own there. Um, uh, okay, great. So uh, you find your places to write and you're writing and you're doing X number of words per day, you're getting an X number of hours in and whatnot. Um, as you're writing, there's a, just a, a you know, a, a, looking at what the outline wants you to do and in larger products um, you might be tasked with uh, creating a bunch of stuff uh, whether that be uh, setting stuff or mechanic stuff and whatnot and something's in something smaller you get here's a monster here's what they here's how they live etc you know here's their stats and that's kind of it 500 words you're good and done but if you're writing an adventure or, or a scenario or possibly even sort of a gazetteer of a place and whatnot um, one thing I just want to uh, hammer home is uh, uh, if you're ba making a bunch of uh, 
setting stuff, uh, uh, you want to make sure that you are um, being inclusive. Uh, uh, Starfinder is a big, wide galaxy, and we have uh, you know lots of of of, of people and, and species in it. Uh, but we, you know, we're definitely going to be looking at, at, at stuff like uh, you know gender balance in between. If you have eight NPCs in your adventure and they're all dudes, oh yeah, you know we're going to have to change that uh, even before you know step one because we got to order art of them and we don't want to order art of eight dudes or all the all the dudes are commanders and all the women are secretaries so yeah yeah that sort of thing as well so um you want to you want to keep an eye on that kind of stuff um and uh you know hopefully uh and uh, as you uh have written some stuff earlier ahead of time you've uh, uh kind of maybe come across that and, and have thought about that and if we see that you have done that in previous work you've published that is also definitely definitely points uh in your favor um, uh, is there something else about that I wanted to say, I feel like, but I can't. Okay, that's okay. Do you have any? We forgive any, you. Any, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, so yeah, um, and, and, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just talking to talk now. <laughs> well, that's too bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't stand the silence. I'm going to take a sip of water. Okay. Someone else talk about that for a second. Good, it's good. Well, I, I have, I have something that we've, we've touched on a bit, but I want to kind of touch on as well is... Something that is very important in, in this industry as a whole is communication, as we've talked mm, yeah. about. But there are different types of communication beyond just, hey, you're emailing back and forth with your developer and getting answers to your question. The product is done. It's out there in the wild. Mm -hmm. How you communicate about that product is also very important. Mm -hmm. okay. um, because we have forums, there's social media, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like Rule number one. Don't talk about your product if it hasn't been announced yet. Um, we see in this industry a lot of like not vague books on, on like projects, and there's there are some limits. But what you don't want to do is is break that NDA first of all, obviously. Second of all, when something comes out, this industry is often very critical of new things, and will post and talk about their critiques of things. You have to as as the, the author um, or the, the freelance writer for it, you have to kind of take those in stride a bit, especially when the developer has changed something and people don't like that. Because you do not want to put yourself in a position where you're going online saying, well, my original turnover was so much better because that will cause some resentment from our side going like, hey, you kind of just threw us under a bus. Maybe <laughs> don't do that. Um, and and that, that does happen from time to time. And just... Just a reminder to everyone, yeah, like be very be very aware when you're communicating in an online forum. Because again, it's all public, people can see, especially on forums and social media. And and in person, honestly. Yeah. Like with <laughs> other people everybody talks to each other. It's, mm -hmm. not, it's not because everyone talks to each other, just be the the thing I think that helps a lot with that is realizing that there are so many reasons we change things. Like mm -hmm. a yeah. billion, billion reasons, like you, you might have written the coolest thing ever, but we just sent something to the printer that is exactly that same thing, <laughs> and we can't just reprint it you know, yeah. in your form, so we have to cut it. We cut things we love all the time. Yeah. Uh, there's no space. You know, the, we got the word count wrong, and so now we have to cut two pages page. from yeah. yeah uh, or the art <laughs> came in with somebody spreading their arms and holding tridents and having like eight tentacles, and that's... <laughs> That's like 500 fewer words than we thought we would have on that. Yeah. that page. Many of these are things Jason has messaged me about recently. Oh, yeah. Say, so a little bit of like, feedback. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Star tridents. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you can always ask, right? Like, if you get the final product and you're like, oh, you know, uh, 
it, it's, a, it's a tricky thing to ask. Like, why do you hate my cool stuff? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but we're and always happy to talk about it. And mm-hmm. and there really are tons and tons of reasons. And 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 keeping in mind that you're like you are the freelance writer and author, but there are at least like four or five people that are gonna work on that writing before it gets published. Uh, and that doesn't count like the executive team that looks at the approval, like we print out the book so that everyone yeah. can flip through it and make sure that they all like every little bit of it that mm-hmm. they care about. Um, so there's, there's a lot of people involved um, mm-hmm. and you're a very important part of the process, but you're part yes. of a process. And that's, that's the thing that, if you keep that in mind, I think you're, you're better set up to not feel too bad when things change that you are pretty particularly attached to. Happens to all of us, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> even us up here. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And if, if, uh, if your developer isn't uh, super busy, um, which is almost different. Uh, but uh, I know uh, personally, I've try, I've, uh, I try to give uh, feedback for very large things like adventures and some of the, some of the articles. For like a monster, if you turn it in and you like it and you ask, uh, and I like it and, and, and it gets printed, but something gets changed and later on you see and you ask, I'll ask, I'll answer. But maybe before that, if you're lucky, I have given you some feedback and I did this and here's what's going on here and uh, I think you could have done this a little better. This was awesome and awesome and awesome. Um, so, uh, hope, you know, that's something that you. Again, to talk about the communication. We try to communicate with you as much as we can. Uh, but again, you know, say we're very busy. Um, and if it takes time to get that feedback, um, it's going to take that time. And, uh, you know, please be patient with us in that sense. Uh. So, okay, you, you did an assignment. <laughs> you did an and, assignment. Uh, then you don't hear anything for six months. What, is sure. that, what does that mean? <laughs> what does it mean? It may be that mean that we're really busy. Uh, maybe that we don't have anything to do. Uh, uh, for, well, anything, anything for you to do. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh boy, um, we got we're plenty to do. Staring at the wall. Um, uh, chicken, uh, ch- not chicken, chicken, not chicken. Yeah. Chicken turkey, and a biscuit. Turkey. <laughs> Ham. Um, okay, so uh, be sure yeah. to uh, Ham just is right. yeah, hand is right. send us a send us a quick email. I mean, like, hey, you know, I finished this. I hope you liked it. Um, you got anything else along that lines? Uh, I'm I, I, I'm free from X date to this date, um, or I just finished this other freelance project over there with uh, you know wizards for, or something like that, uh, and I've got some extra room. Uh, got anything for me? And we'll let you know. Hey, we might we might not, or and if we don't, we'll put you on a list, and uh, so, you know, it's a good list. A good list. list. Yeah. Put you on the list. Um, put you on, a, you know, a, a list of folks for something, or or uh, ask around the office. Hey, this person did really great. You got anything for them? At, at PaizoCon, our, our company convention we we run in uh, Washington State, we we had some meetups with some freelancers and developers, uh, and we talked about you know what is a and everyone kind of agreed that like about once a month is is totally reasonable to check yeah. in and say you know uh, I'm available or I'm not or mm-hmm. any you got anything. Uh, and it'll vary from person to person. You can always ask the person emailing, like, hey, it's once a month. Oh, checking in, okay, like, that's fine. Yeah. And I, for my part, when I get those emails, I try to say, like, you know, whether or not I have anything right then, and if I anticipate, it's like, yeah. if I know I'm not gonna be assigning anything for a few months, yeah. I'll just say that to save you the trouble of... Uh, checking in every yeah. month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's not getting right back to you. Again, uh, just like there's so many things to keep in mind when developing text, um, there's a billion things to keep in mind when uh, assigning things and mm-hmm. trying to find the right people for the right assignment. Is, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's fun, it's a puzzle, uh, <laughs> but uh, there's just a lot of considerations and yeah. it doesn't mean anything about you as a person. Right. You, uh, you, you, we might have a specific uh, life experience in mind that we want to have that, that person work on this thing, like what Thirsty was talking about uh, earlier. Um, so yeah, we want, we want to make sure our products are awesome for everybody. 
Um, so that's one, yeah. of the, one of the things Joe's talking about there. And something important to us on the Starfinder team, uh, especially, is just inclusivity in the author pool, like mm-hmm. have, making sure that people see names and and authors that they recognize. You know that uh, that's not exactly what I mean. But that, <laughs> you know, seeing themselves doing the work that uh, that they can relate that, to, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's for everyone and hopefully by everyone yes. at some point because <laughs> yeah. we got a long way to go in this industry. It's true. It's easy to see that. So. Um, I'll take a, a, a brief step back. One of the things when we talk about talk, communication and talking about sending us, uh, asking us questions, yeah, uh, hopefully you'll have our Paizo emails. Um, you might know us on Twitter or Facebook. Um, uh, you know, that's our sort of often our personal thing. Don't... Uh, send us a, a public tweet that's like, I need some work, you got anything? Because <laughs> um, that re- kind of re- uh, reflects sort of unprofessionally on you and uh, often, you know, our Twitters are, you know, for me, m- m- most of my Twitters pictures of my dog. So, um, you know, it's not necessarily a place I'm going to be doing business. <laughs> what? It's true, know. it is pictures of his dog. I'm doing great. Oh, yeah. Does anyone have any sort of like, yeah, wrap-ups? Because we're getting to a point where oh, we yeah. start uh, taking cues. And give it some yeah. A's. Oh, let's take some Q's. All right. Take some Q's and A's. So, yeah, please come on up to the microphone. Uh, you are going to be on Twitch, so if you hate the sound of your voice being broadcast over the internet, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you, you want your question out there, you got to ask it. This has got to be bold. And do the, it. If there are any uh, experienced writers in the room who uh, don't <laughs> necessarily have a monsters. question but want us to address something <laughs> that we maybe left out. That would be useful to other yeah. writers. Uh, We're happy to hear from that. Jump on that grenade. Good job. Yeah, yeah always get that first one. Just <laughs> put on a show um, or the the big event, and it was so much fun. Uh, your reading was excellent. The voices, uh, we we all had a blast. Great. Um, I, I might have missed this, but um, how about your uh, submission process? Do you have open submissions at certain times? Right. Or? So yeah, we don't. The, uh, open submissions are usually just like stuff you've uh, created, right? And, and we would take that and do something with it. We generally don't do that. Um, uh, there is sometimes an open call in society. In organized play, we sometimes have open yeah. calls. We've not had any for Starfinder Society yet. Um, and it's been a while since we've done it for Pathfinder Society, but that is something we are always looking to find a way to to bring back. Um, and if, if it does come back in one form or another, then yeah, that would be one vector to, to get in. Uh, but generally, we don't have or haven't had anything for the Starfinder side as yeah. far as an open call. Yeah, we don't really have the time and the capacity to be able to read through lots of uh, 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 open submissions and find out the person. But if you've written something and you think it's really awesome, again, you know, take it to a third-party publisher, try to self-publish it, do something like that, and then, then show it to us there. Because that, that becomes your resume instead of a, a submission. Yeah, we've, we've talked internally about open submissions and even set up some preliminary plans, and then we released the second edition of Pathfinder <laughs> and the playtest. So yeah, I remember very clearly that getting kind of background for a minute. Yeah, We Thank love you. P2. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> We're very happy with it. So you wanted trolling questions from existing uh-huh. writers? Is that yes. what you're saying? Oh, okay. Fair enough. Sure. So in Save Hi. the Run Crota, there's a sidebar on page 12 that breaks a stat block, and I was wondering why you did that. Okay, thank, you. thank you. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, my question is kind of kind of a two-part thing. So, like, I, I went to school for monetary gain, not kind of passionate thing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of found this to be what I'm into 
a little bit later. Um, I have several things written down, none of them published. Mm -hmm. um, I've never approached a third party. I've never done anything of this sort. Mm -hmm. um, but I am trying to gung-ho into this. So the self-publishing thing is kind of where I've been going with. Is there anything you would suggest where I would start? I mean, you, I know you heard blogs and stuff like that, but any more like professional things to kind of go into like okay. software websites anything of the sort okay um yeah yeah, yeah. um um i mean uh I, I swear the name of it is scrivener um okay. scribus scribus yes that is a sort of a um uh an open source like layout d design type of situation where you would put your text and put, put it in a nice font maybe put a little bit of art next to it and then turn it into a pdf Right. Okay. Um, and that would be something that you can, once you have uh, all the, uh, if you're doing that and you want to sell it, um, then you can, uh, you want to put the OGL on there, right? So it's, it's nice and legal. And then you can actually make a, a buck or two off of it or something like that. And then you can put that on something like DriveThruRPG. Um, it, I pre, I, I've done, I've put my own stuff on DriveThruRPG before in the past and it's, I'm fairly, it used to be very easy. I hope it still is. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, in terms of other uh, uh, specific third parties, does anyone have a Starfinder third party that they really, really like, uh, that they know of? I know that like um, Alex Agunis is, but he usually does everything himself uh, in that. But um, uh, I mean, Rogue Genius Rogue Games, Genius. Mm -hmm. Legendary Games does Starfinder material. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's an area that's growing. One that I will go back to and mention again is, uh, Wayfinder is an yeah. excellent way to get into the, the writing community because it is something that is that does that open call um, that was asked earlier, but it's done on a on a fan submission basis. And then once you get something in there, you can definitely cite that when you email us. Yeah. And it not only shows that you are like able to to write something and submit it and go through that whole process, but it also kind of shows us that you're someone who's passionate about our setting and what we work on because that is an entirely fan-run product. So mm -hmm. it shows that there is there is some passion there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're, they're, again, groups like Freelance Forge, uh, they'll have contests and things um, that you can submit to, and mm -hmm. it's not published per se, um, but it's public and out yeah, there and something yeah. you can point to and say, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's in terms of getting the ball rolling. So I have a question from Twitch, mm -hmm. but I lost my chat log, so I'm gonna oh, try no. to I'm gonna try to uh, just do my best with it. <laughs> do you have a preference when writing uh, on what kind of race uh, is shown? Does it need to be a core rule book race? Can it be a oh. legacy race? I see. Um, you know, it, it's all gonna depend on the specific product that you're you're working on. Um, our core races, our core species, are a core species sort of for a reason. We want to. The, they're the most populous, basically. But if you're, you know, writing something that's going to take place on a weird, far-off planet, obviously it's going to be populated by something that we maybe haven't seen yet. And maybe that is also something you're writing in the Alien Archive. Or we're talking about, uh, oh, all of the elves of Castrovel had not only went to Galarian long ago, but they also went to this third planet that you never heard of. And it's, of course, going to be populated with elves. So it, it all depends on what you're writing specifically. Um, when I'm doing adventures, I like to kind of see a mix uh, for the most part, because it, you know, when you're human, 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 it gets a little boring. One of the things we do in Starfinder is go for the cantina thing, where you yes. just have a bunch of weird aliens <laughs> on, flying around in a spaceship, doing exactly. weird things together. Yeah, uh, cantina music I immediately keep stuck quoting in my head. This, what's that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, yes. Can we do that? Like we can do eight seconds of that. Right? Yeah, that was okay. it. That was all we can do. All right. That's uh, it. Well, I keep quoting this stat, but it's because it's cool. Uh, with Alien Archive 3, which comes out this month, we'll have more than 100 playable species in Starfinder. So there's plenty to choose from. Uh, yeah. 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 Including yeah. psychedelic walrus people. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got everything. <laughs> we got everything. Uh, we have time for a, a couple more questions. Anybody else? 
Accusations? Oh, no. I'm good. Anyone have any uh, anecdotes here on the on the on the table? Not a single anecdote among us. Uh, not a single anecdote. Well, apparently. So, Lou, you uh, have have done a fair amount of freelance at this point. Like, yeah. Is there anything that, when you were starting out, uh, you were confused about or or wondering about that? Yeah, you're on the spot now. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> um, Opening up my notes. I'm or just not something sure. that, as an editor, you might have learned about the process that you didn't wouldn't have realized otherwise. I don't know. That's cool. For, for my first assignment for for Pathfinder First Edition, uh, I noticed that one of my I did a couple articles, and one went through completely almost untouched, it seems, and then the other was totally changed. And I was like, I'm the worst. <laughs> um, oh, no. That was before I understood that there are a billion reasons to change things. Right, and even different developers, some of them like will change a thing they think is good just to change it. <laughs> like, I mean, that's not that, that common, but um, yeah, they have a vision, and they and they, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a certain yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's not a bad thing either. It's just a thing right, that happens. That's just what how how we do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, any, no, no questions from Twitch. You, you all know everything there is to know about Ready for Starfinder. Well, we just okay. told them. We right. just told them all. Yeah. Good job. Good job, us. Uh, I mean, yeah, going back to being inclusive, um, not just gender, right? Everything. Uh, mm -hmm. Look at your writing very carefully. Uh, pay someone you know with a different life experience to like take them up for you know offer this to them, and if yeah. they accept, to do this. But take them up for coffee and, and get their feedback on stuff. Yeah. Um, we use sensitivity readers. Uh, Pretty pretty often too when we can. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always better to figure that stuff out early than to realize you've kind of stepped in it and have to uh, <laughs> unstep. <laughs> and, and and play like play testing is is an important part mm -hmm. too. We, oh yeah, yeah. Um, at least for like adventure sites. I mean, if you can arrange to play test, especially encounters that as you're designing them, you're kind of going, oh, is this a bit too far? Is this maybe a bit weird? Not that anyone would ever write, like, weird encounters. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but it's one of those situations where you want to get that input in. And, and if you're worried about NDAs and breaking those, in a lot of cases, we will, in the, the outline we assign you, mention that it is okay to playtest something. Just maybe don't tell them, it's going to be for this book that's coming out here. Uh, yeah. No. I'm, you know, I'm writing for a project. I'd like to test out this thing. Perfectly fine. And we've touched on this several times, but I'll just repeat it because it is the most important thing: communication. Yeah. Uh, and that includes. We talked about like know beforehand what you can take on, and that's hard when you're starting out. You don't necessarily know like what is three thousand words. Does anyone know yeah. how long that takes them? Like, yeah. Yeah, eventually you do, uh, yeah. but it yeah. takes time to learn that. Uh, but during the process, you know, things happen in life, uh, sure. and yeah. most of us are extremely understanding of that because things happen to us in our lives. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, asking for extensions is totally a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the earlier, the better. Like, getting just or even saying like, "There's this thing," you know, I I didn't realize I was going to have to do this for my job. Like, I'm going to be gone for a weekend, right. and I didn't factor that in. Is there any flexibility? And we'll yeah, tell you whether there is or not. And exactly. Sometimes it's better for us to get fewer words from you, and then. And deal with that than to have pushed the deadline. There's just so many moving yeah. parts that it's just the earlier and more clear you are, the earlier and more clear you are with us. Which that is, is a good earlier sentence. you are more with us that to be good better, sentence. good former editor, everybody. for our words. <laughs> yes, and that's how you write. <laughs> you have a question. We have another question from Twitch. Rax three 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 asks. When writing, must it conform to rules as written, or can it expand beyond the raw? Say, for 
advanced starship creation or vehicle creation. Well, sometimes we'll be asking you to write more rules to be as written. Um, we wanted you to, you know, stick with what we've got in the book. Um, and sometimes, but you know, if you're not sure, you can ask if this uh, this. Check the fact first, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure we didn't mess something up and, and are, are replacing it, and that, that's the way we actually wanted it. It's just as written, it doesn't quite work the way we thought it did. Um, so, you know, check the fact, uh, ask, ask your developer, um, and, and then uh, uh, if you're changing something to be for a very specific reason, you've got to let us know that too. And and rules is written. I there there's two different sides of that. There's there's rules is written as like. I don't like how the deadly aim feat works. So for this adventure, I'm putting in a sidebar that says it works differently. No, don't do yes. that. <laughs> um, however, if it's something like you're designing a starship and you want to give that starship a cool, unique ability, then that usually can that conforms to the story that you want to tell. Then usually we can make that work a lot better than the like sidebar of I just don't want to use this type of rule. Or what, what I often get for organized play is skills and the use of skills especially some of the common ones like diplomacy or acrobatics or make sure to read those a lot of times people will just be like make a skill check at this number and you can do the thing and then the core rule book might countermand them be sure to read that stuff as well that's where rules as written can be pretty important mm. and we do try to set you up for success and the outline will tell you if especially if we know if there's a common pitfall or whatever yeah. look look at these pages of this book or these rules uh, and anytime you're working with rules you want to look at the core rule book for those rules or the first place any of those rules appeared uh, just to get a sense of what's been done with them and, yeah. and what we're trying to do with them Cool. Right. You have a question? Uh, yeah. Um, I know this is kind of a writing thing, uh, and my question is probably not necessarily pertaining to that. Um, but uh, I've done some playtesting for like video games and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Do you have any room for like necessarily playtesters or anything like that that can kind of get their foot in the door, but not really necessarily writers yet? Ah, yes. Um, Yes, meaning no. That yeah, I mean, not, not, a, not, <laughs> not acknowledging yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, really, not really. So you know, when we uh, have done sort of public playtesting, obviously we put it out to uh, yeah. with the new classes for mm -hmm. for comment coming out. We put that out in the world, and then we ask you to do the work for us and send it back with us. With us <laughs> yes. uh, to do that work, and then and then we'll we'll incorporate it, and you get the job satisfaction knowing that you helped out to make okay. it better. Um, uh, but we don't have any sort of like <laughs> I know. Shut up. <laughs> um, we don't have any sort of like position or paying position where we would like, hey, play test this adventure for us or, you know, play test this game mechanic for us, unfortunately. Yeah, especially full-time employees, we just have to do a lot of different things all at once. Right. So, Sometimes yeah. we might have to end up doing that on the clock oh, just yeah, to yeah. test something. Sure. So, you know, it, it falls on us. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have a question. Yes. Yes, I was wondering, um, I would like to create a story using Pathfinder and Starfinder characters, location, and so forth. I was wondering how can I get that published without getting into any trouble because of licensing fees and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good question. It's a very good question. Um, we have uh, uh, the, um, no, I forgot what it's called. So Paizo, if you go to the Paizo's website, there's a licensing page and that'll explain uh, what you need to do depending on whether you want to sell the product or just put it out in the world. Well, I want to put it out in the world, like in a magazine or maybe a novel that you guys can sell 
and that you know. so that would then it's kind of what we're going back to talking about um third parties things like wayfinder, like fan, wayfinder. Okay. And yeah and they mm-hmm. are set up to do that um, because they've read the licensing page and know what yeah. they can print I mean, and how to print it because not like the fanboys where they you know use all the characters from your storylines right. you know these are brand new characters just using like planets and races mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's yeah. um uh, there's a lot of uh, what it's called open content mm-hmm. and we spell that out in a lot of our books what it is most of the time it's anything that has a capital letter is often considered open yeah, like content. the first word of every sentence <laughs> yes the first word of every... yeah. but the proper nouns proper nouns thank yeah. you um <laughs> grammar um and uh, uh that sort of thing become is protected but we often will say like for instance you're not allowed to say the drift in a product that you would sell uh, 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 that you publish on your own, but you can call it hyperspace, mm-hmm. and that's what everyone knows what you mean by that. When if you wanted to play that in Starfinder, mm-hmm. yeah. And we have two different um, important things to know about. There is you know the open game license that allows third party publishers to exist, and there's a whole set of rules like Jason was just talking about, like with the drift in hyperspace. There is another um, tool we have called the community use, uh, which you yes. can find on our website. That's for if you want to get something out there and you're not making money off of it. Yeah. Uh, and then we allow you to use more of our IP. So if you're looking to do like a story in our setting, something like that, that would fall more under the community use. You couldn't make money off of it or sell it per se, but you could use that community use uh, license to do that. And all that information is on Paizo.com. But generally, anything that would be like selling a book for, for our company, we would we'd be the ones who would be deciding you know, when we're selling a book. Even some of the, the authors we've used in like our old novels line, generally speaking, we were reaching out to people and having them write to spec. We wouldn't um, do like an open call or anything like that for those type of uh, projects. Uh, I think we have time for one more question. What level of understanding of the Starfinder lore do you expect from the freelancers you work for? And as the number of products in the Starfinder line increase, Mm -hmm. uh, what do you expect and how do you work with freelancers to help them understand what they need to know? Yeah, we we have a lot of books and we don't have them all memorized ourselves. So (laughs) we have them in a big stack on our desks, right? And if we ever need to look something up, we we check it. So when we ask you to write something for us, we'll let you know what part of the lore you might need to know the most. Like Joe was saying earlier, we set you up for success. Read this part of the pack world, pages X to X. Uh, It's going to be, and then expand upon that. Um, And in that process, uh, when you uh, get a contract from us, we'll also, uh, if you need that PDF, you don't own that PDF already, we give you that PDF. So you don't have to spend your own money on that um, because we need you to help us make more money elsewhere. Um, so uh, uh, and and indeed, so we'll, we'll give you those. We'll give you what you need. And if there's something you've maybe heard about or, or think you need, you let us know, and then we'll see if we can get you that PDF as well. Mm-hmm. If it's not in the outline itself. And uh, how we often do just so you can understand is coming in and getting a project from us we create a document that's called an outline we send the outline to you that's detailing everything you're expected to, to do for us but in those outlines for example for a starfinder society scenario i will provide adventure background that details like this is the history of everything leading up to what you're going to be writing hey this is the adventure you're going to write these are all the 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 high points you need to hit and then at the end of that i'll include some additional resources which would then point to those products and say mm-hmm. okay Packed world, read this section to, to update yourself. Generally speaking, at least for, for the products I work on with Starfinder Society, the outline should be enough that someone who is not, who is, has a basic familiarity with our setting, as in like, you know what our core races are and you've maybe like read most of the core rule book stuff, 
anyone with that kind of understanding can go forth and conquer. Mm -hmm. um, and then any of the sort of more specific parts of the lore, that's when we will drill in with those like you know additional resources to look over. This also goes back to comments and when you're writing, if you put in comments that note that like you've pulled something obscure while you're writing, that then helps us because yeah, we we don't know if the setting chapter of the core book is not that big really. Yeah. Um, you can read through that and. Into, I don't expect people to know much of anything because again we provide what you need to know for a specific assignment but it is nice if you if you have something you're interested in like it's nice to hear about what your because we all have preferences yeah. we all have favorite places and species and all kinds of stuff so it's just it makes us feel more like you're interested in writing for Starfinder rather than you know writing uh, yeah. anything yeah. like yeah. please anything <laughs> which is right. you know legit too but fair enough yeah. All right, and that is, well, yes, you have one more thing, Joe. You have this big pile of business cards. Yes, uh, indeed. Please come yeah. get business cards for us, and, uh, from us. Yeah, and I'll say take advantage of this offer uh, to get in touch with Freelance Forge because right. that's pretty pretty cool. And that is why writing for Starfinder is, like, as fun as being in the circus. And that's why we had that slide up the whole time, you guys. This is relevant <laughs> the entire <laughs> time. Surprise. So thank you all for coming out and listening <laughs> to us and uh, be punchy. And um, hopefully you got some good information out of it. Again, please come get some business cards and uh, uh, maybe talk to us for a little bit. I'm going to go back there, though. Um, and uh, have your pile here. Yeah, I got my pile. Um, so please, help yourself. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, everybody. I'm going. And that was Riding for Starfinder, and I've got Jason Keeley. Hey, Jason, welcome hey, back. Hey, Pam, I'm here again. Yes, we're here at Gen Con 2019. We're wrapping up the schedule for Saturday, but do not fret. We've got one more day of panels to bring to you all tomorrow from 10 o'clock until 4. Yeah. Well, no, until 1. Until 1. one. I don't something. know. I'm not in any of them. we got panels. So, uh, yes, Riding for Starfinder. Yeah. How long ago was it that you were a wee little freelancer? Um, it was about five, or a little over five years ago, I would say, uh, when I uh, basically got some uh, freelance writing for. Um, I, I did some some Wayfinder stuff before that, but uh, also uh, got some official Paizo freelance writing uh, from uh, Patrick, uh, who who left and then came back uh, for um, Heroes of the Wild. Oh, I remember that book. Yes. one of my favorites. Actually. I wrote some. We uh, wrote some items, some magic items in there. But like uh, boots that let you walk across swamp better and stuff like that. Yeah. So would advice like you gave today have helped wee little freelancer Jason Keeley? Yo, definitely, definitely. I was in the process of, you know, just looking to get out there and, and do more freelance work, uh, uh, getting more into the role-playing business. Uh, and uh, look, look at where it got me. So maybe yeah. it can help you as well. It also helps you're incredibly talented. Oh, please. You flatter me. Yes, often and many times. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. No, we love having you. We love having you on the streams, loving you on the episodes. It's yeah. always a joy. And please pay attention to the advice this man and his panel has given you because that is such valuable advice. I can tell you time and time again through the decade of experience I've had in the industry that everything they just told you is let out the truth. That is how you get involved in this injury industry and that's also how you avoid screwing up getting in this yeah. industry. It is yeah. real small, real tiny community and mm -hmm. they will know it when you mess it up. Uh, but don't but, but don't stress too much about it. It's still fun and you can have a good time with it. Um, but, but be... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, you know, we just sort of want you to be a professional because it is—it's work. Yeah, it is absolutely work, but it is some of the best work going. It's definitely creative, and gosh, man, 
Rotting Starfinder, one of the more interesting and mm -hmm. creative and open creative pieces of work. It's gotta be great. It's fun. So if any of you out there want to ride for a Starfinder, we hope you learned some things. Mm -hmm. We hope that the next star of Starfinder is out there somewhere watching this panel and ready to go. That's but good until then. Until next time, thank you, Jason, for coming on the panel. Thank you, Paramount. I'm going to go to bed. And I'm going to go play some Pathfinder. All right. Later, everybody. See you Goodbye. tomorrow. And that was part of No Direction's 2019 Gen Con seminar coverage in partnership with Paizo. If you'd like to find more great content like this, go to nodirectionpodcast.com. We'd like to thank our Patreon supporters for making content like this possible. If you'd like to support the network and see that future content is created, you can do so at patreon.com slash nodirection, or click on the Patreon link at nodirectionpodcast.com. <laughs>